0: Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese.
1: Have you ever pondered education and the educational system? How it affects you, your family, society as a whole? Our entire foundation is built upon an educational system. But is it giving us knowledge, or is it giving us wisdom? Mm. This is something worthy of taking a deep dive into. Welcome to episode number 33. With me today, for the second time, is Steph Nourishing Habits with Steph, <laughs> and in our last talk that we did on this podcast, we, you know, we talked about burnout, and but Fun and times, your your story came up to be learned. on your your career in academia, and how it was kind of built into your head as a teenager to go get your indoctrinated PhD,
0: indoctrinated since birth,
1: indoctrinated since birth, yes, and you went into academia, hardcore, you were in it to win it.
0: Yes. It,
1: it, it burnt you out. Did you get your master's? Yes. You got your master's, so you stopped before the doctorate.
0: I started midway through my PhD program. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And you ended up switching careers cool. and into the health stuff, working, yeah. working here at the Bridge Healing Arts Center. Yeah. One of the top, one of the comments you made on the last podcast. This is a powerful comment you made stuff. You said education is like the mafia. <laughs> that's what you said. And I quote.
0: Oh, that's so accurate even more. There 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 have been some lovely developments and updates in yeah. my life that only prove like only is encouraging Uh, the mafia mentality of education Mm -hmm. and academia. Um, Thank you for bringing that up because I absolutely forgot I even said that.
1: (laughs) What do you you think? Why is it like the mafia?
0: Because the intention for going into education, I don't believe ever leaves. The system and the institution's, can burn you out and traumatize you and do many, many things, including reproducing the systems of oppression that you are there to dismantle if that is your intention, which was part of my intention. Um, But education at its core is related to your love, or I'll speak for me, to my love of education and how I firmly very much believe that Education is a foundation for any type of change you wish to create right. within yourself and within others. Mm-hmm. And so if you go into academia or higher education because you have a love for knowledge and knowledge production mm-hmm. and knowledge sharing, mm-hmm. that love doesn't leave. Mm-hmm. You might leave the institution. <laughs> yeah. Um and you might bounce around. It depends everybody's journey is their own, but at the end of the day, when you want when you have a love and passion for educating, it never stops.
1: Mm. Um,
0: and definitely like the mafia because you still somehow find your way back into some of those circles. Mm. And ideally, hopefully there'll be some discernment right where you are able to take your experiences and recognize who you wanna educate, by what means, how it doesn't, ha- it's, it's not only in the classroom, how there are so many different methods and means and different ways to learn, um, and that we can still do that.
1: Mm. This education thing, this higher education, or just education in general, it's structured it's Mm -hmm. curriculum based Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so how much is a teacher how 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 much wisdom is a teacher bringing to a classroom or is it all knowledge now we're right back to knowledge versus wisdom
0: right because that first question was an assumption that they're wise and that they have wisdom
1: right wisdom is for the listeners wisdom is experience based right like driving is wisdom you've done it for so many years (laughs) You're on the highway and somebody's coming in this way and somebody's coming in that way and you know what to do because you've done it a million times because you've been driving for however many years. That's wisdom. Knowledge is learning about A, B, C, and D or learning about Abraham Lincoln or history... So there's a difference,
0: right? Ooh, but let's go, but let's actually flesh out the driving analogy mm-hmm. because when you are a brand new driver, they tell you that you are the wisest driver on the road because mm-hmm. you are fresh out where you know all of the policies because you were just tested on it and needed to pass that test in order to be granted a license, which shows everybody, which is a symbol that shows everybody that you have enough knowledge to be a safe driver on the road mm. versus wisdom which takes some time for you to experience yourself as a driver and others mm. and so the the driver who just got their license i i would be careful to to comment if they are wise mm. and full of wisdom about driving i know at least i know when i first started out i i could not acknowledge I was a quote-unquote good driver I was like no I'm not five to ten years in I can now say yes I am a good driver
1: right now you have wisdom
0: well I mean a little bit I hope so a little bit (laughs) yeah enough to survive on the road in roads in Connecticut (laughs) yeah
1: but knowledge is different knowledge is something that we collect yes right it's collecting you know stones or something it's like you throw them in your closet collecting jackets or something data collection data collection there you go yeah yeah and you know it comes in handy every now and again but it's not wisdom i think one of the best statements we can make before we make a statement is in my experience comma Mm -hmm. and then statement happens like you start your statement off by well in my experience because now it's not opinion so much it's more well in my experience you know when you're in the left lane and
0: and that's if someone is sharing their experiences while having an awareness and acknowledging mm -hmm. that this is one experience out of many Right, where your experience is not necessarily taken as fact.
1: Because
0: mm. yeah. many people do treat their experiences as fact.
1: Right, right. It's a perspective type thing.
0: Yeah, What
1: happened to you, right? It's like if, if someone were to say, all oh, babysitters are bad, and be careful, they might molest your kids or something like that, and okay. somebody says, well... In my experience, my babysitter was great. And then someone else says, well, in my experience, my babysitter was horrible. Neither of them, I mean, they're both facts to that situation, right? To that person.
0: Facts in that these are their experiences. Right, right. But not facts in terms of a blanket statement of all babysitters are blank.
1: Right, right. And, and these type of things, they, when people don't understand this stuff, it causes quite a bit of division and friction, right? Uh, we see this in politics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the, the liberals versus the conservatives. and Somebody doesn't like a politician, somebody likes a politician, but they're really sort of being controlled by a narrative on the television, right? Fox News has a different narrative than MSNBC. <laughs> and it's like, Your opinion is based on which one you watch.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. And then if you go to the internet, your opinion will be based on your analytics and what your search engine has decided to pop up.
1: Yeah. Unless you go down a rabbit hole, which could take weeks and weeks and weeks where you're just researching, researching,
0: researching, researching. And then is that knowledge or is that wisdom? It's still knowledge. that's a lot of data collection but where is the experience?
1: It's still knowledge. I've been in some rabbit holes. I have been fascinated with research for a good 15 years. Always. Always. And it's, it's at my fingertips now. You can just whip out your phone and Google something real quick. So a lot of data collection going on in this world wisdom is something completely different i think it's it's something great for people to just kind of understand and have more self-awareness mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's similar in religion religion's a big one uh i, I see this in in the, in the buddhist circles mm-hmm. where somebody studies the sutras over and over and over and over again you can recite a sutra you can know it word for word it would be the same thing with the with the bible or the torah you can read it and read it and recite it and recite it and that it don't got nothing to do with any wisdom it's just knowledge creating opinion
0: what have you internalized and how are you behaving and practicing right
1: but wisdom
0: mm-hmm.
1: wisdom wow when you can get start meditating at a certain level and start seeing things and feeling things. Now that's mm-hmm. wisdom. That's wisdom.
0: Wisdom is still this semi-mysterious bubble to me. Well, it is this mysterious-esque concept to me. Because I, I did I did some research mm. for this to prepare for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And at first I had to sit and wonder. Well, first of all, what is the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Yeah. And then I started recognizing the difference between experience and awareness and information. Um, but, and we could keep on talking about knowledge. Sure. But what is wisdom? Who has wisdom?
1: Mm.
0: Someone who, so. The, the 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 famous quote uh, with knowledge with with age comes comes wisdom
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so then does that mean everyone who is older and has experienced life is therefore wise
1: no no
0: let's talk about that like what is what makes someone wise and what has me thinking about this is that I went through a rabbit hole in my head while just while we were, while you were chatting mm. and um, thinking about academia, thinking about higher education, thinking about the people in society that we call experts, mm. who are people who tend to have a bunch of letters behind their names because there are assumptions and symbols and meanings attached to the letters behind people's names mm-hmm. and also to so the letters in people's names sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you ask, okay, well, why is this person an expert? And the typical response is, well, they studied it for years and years, mm. they've published these articles, they've gotten the accolades to quote-unquote prove that they are an expert and therefore should be the one deferred.
1: Right.
0: Is that knowledge or wisdom? That's knowledge, knowledge. that's not wisdom. One of the biggest critiques about scholars is that there is a major disconnect between, uh, between the people that they are studying or the things that they are studying and the actual communities. And that scientists and social scientists, hard and soft sciences, if we wanna use that language, use this lens, like watch, watch everything through a lens. And if you are not directly connected to, to the knowledge, hmm. then what are we doing? Yeah. So this person who is supposedly an expert who might not be wise, but they are the de facto go-to groups for knowledge and education, which are also linked to empowerment. Mm. And do we think, or even ask, where is the wisdom, and Mm. what is the wisdom?
1: Yeah, when we're dealing in the health field, my old field, you know, I took clients for eight years, worked with people with chronic illnesses. That's what we call a practice. It's a practice. And wow, what a loose word because you're you're literally practicing on people. And we should, it's the same thing when you go to the physician. Mm-hmm. I've been getting acupuncture right. for my, my chest injury, my sternum injury. I go in knowing the guy's practicing on me you know and y- you 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 hope that they've had enough practice right where they they know their stuff
0: and that's you with an awareness of having your own practice for 8 years right versus a mentality that is also taught to us of if there's any issue go to a doctor right doctors know everything right. go to the doctor oh you have an injury no don't go to google don't go to a WebMD. What do they yeah. say? Whatever you do, don't go to a WebMD. Mm-hmm. Is what you hear. Mm-hmm. And then they say, go to a doctor. Without recognizing or having an awareness or acknowledging that doctors are practicing on you. That's right. The show House was so popular, and yet you watch him literally experiment on people. Yep. And that's, that's what happens. Yep. yep. And so... I also just want to note that it's really important to to have an awareness of that when you're going in with assumptions and expectations on these people who have been deemed as experts because of their knowledge collection and that we also have the ability and agency to engage in our own knowledge collection as well as sharing, that can also lead to wisdom.
1: I had clients going into their physicians Mm -hmm and their illnesses and their pain were, were gone because of them doing my program, my protocols. And so we ended up with a with kind of an internal saying called shock the doc. <laughs> and the doctors, they would just say, well, keep doing what you're doing because they, don't, they didn't have any knowledge collection of fruits, vegetables, fasting, herbs they didn't they didn't have any of that their knowledge collection was based in med school which doesn't teach any of that that's an interesting example bringing that into what we're talking about right. and so i feel like medical doctors have both wisdom and knowledge collection it just depends on what you're bringing to the table if it's something r- related to the heart, oh, yeah, they've been, they got the heart pretty mastered for the most part. Mm-hmm. They run these tests, they got cardiologists, they got open heart surgery is like nothing these days. It's like, it, it was crazy 20 years ago. Mm. When my dad had open heart, you know, 25 years ago, it was a, it was a scary big deal. Now they do it so simply. So they've kind of mastered the art of the heart in a way, but they don't they don't know the chronic illnesses at all. Like you go to a doctor for migraines and they're just gonna write you a script and say, Well, I hope that works. Let me know in six weeks. There's knowledge collection on some things and then there's wisdom on others. There's this really weird dynamic when it comes to the human body and medical doctors whereas maybe lawyers are a little different
0: we don't acknowledge that lawyers are human yeah and subject to human biases mm-hmm. and subject to human values and beliefs and so they can have as much knowledge as they want you can read the Constitution to me back in front mm-hmm But where is your wisdom? Yeah, Because you still have people's lives in your hand, just like doctors.
1: Yeah, you do. They do. And they got to know how to, you know, talk with the judge and present to the jury and get in the courtroom and do their thing. And there's a lot of research behind the scenes they got to do. I don't know much. Just seen a few TV shows. (laughs) But, you know... Uh, you know, I, I have an example, something that's happening in my life right mm. now. Might as well share. I do volunteer work, and I, I'm on my community emergency response team mm. in East Hartford. So we're basically the wannabe fire department. So we have our little helmets and we have our little vests, and we if if there's an emergency, if there's an incident that happens in the Hartford region, we would be called out to assist the fire department, the police department, in whatever way. If it was a really serious event, then it would be our responsibility to, one, lock down our family first, and then lock down our neighborhood second. We're like... There's, cert, there's certs all over the country. Okay. All right. Here in Hartford, we're not that active. You go out out west where there's fires all the time, they're very active. They just... they they're trying to recruit me to become the training officer Mm
0: -hmm. so they're
1: like oh we want you to be the training officer of the group and blah blah because they have recognized that i can teach and yada yada well i don't have any wisdom in that
0: are you the only person on the team that do you do you have have you had lots of experience
1: no it's not something that we're very active with because not much happens out here. So I don't have the wisdom, I have the wisdom to teach. Yeah.
0: And which is also very important, because you do need to engage your class,
1: I can teach anything, you you know, but that's knowledge. That's data collection. It's like, collect data, now go teach it. So I feel like if I do it, I haven't accepted yet.
0: I was just about to ask what are you gonna do?
1: I have knowledge in emergency management from studying and stuff Mm -hmm. my only wisdom comes from you know home type stuff Mm -hmm. you know having a go bag and you know making sure you got candles and the radio that'll work without electricity you know stuff like that and goals yeah. for stephanie this weekend <laughs>
0: making an emergency bag <laughs> yeah
1: you got to you got to i have i made one for my parents and nice. their medications are all listed so if they ever you know if you ever have to go to a shelter it's pretty fast you grab and go it's not uh let me go pack type thing so it's important to have a bag that's where my wisdom comes in you, you know got to. but on a bigger level learning about nims which is the nat- national Incident management system. Hmm. It's all based on Homeland Security and FEMA. And so I don't have experience in the field. So I don't have the wisdom. But I could still teach it.
0: Right. So you have the knowledge. You have the ability to teach. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to, you can teach the class. And for... specific subject or during a specific time of the training you can bring a guest lecture guest speaker in to talk about their experiences
1: right sure that yeah That that's part of the gig too yeah absolutely are you
0: leaning towards taking it i don't know
1: yeah you know there's only so much somebody can handle on the plate you know (laughs)
0: You know? <laughs> Sorry that just that hit me really hard. Uh it's very accurate.
1: Yeah, before you you're full. I always use the food analogy, you know.
0: Right. How's your plate doing? Yeah,
1: my plate is it's not as bad as it used to be, but I you know, I'm sort of moving in a different direction as well. So You know, you asked before we went on air, how's your spirit doing?
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: the question, right? How's yeah. your, how's your spirit? doing?
0: You got to do a mind-body-spirit check.
1: You do. So teachers, if they're teaching K through 12, Mm -hmm. so the wisdom for them is based in handling the classroom, handling all the little personalities and all that. But what about the content that they're teaching? I mean, they're not creating their own curriculums.
0: No, but...
1: It's passed down through government? Yes. Which goes to the school board and then...
0: I believe so. so. I was not a K through 12. I was always on the higher education track because I did not want to deal with the Department of Ed in that way.
1: But America's getting the same education. California's getting the same education as Connecticut.
0: Yes. Kindergarten, K through 12, kindergarten yes.
1: Kindergarten's the
0: same. Theoretically, yeah. And each classroom would depend on who your teacher is and what experiences they are bringing from their own lives and observations and recognition of how the different learners in their class learn. And then taking the curriculum that they are forced to use with very little wiggle room Hmm. and then engaging in their classroom. And that is where you see knowledge versus wisdom. Mm. In what ways are teachers engaging with their students? In what ways are they listening to mm. their students and observing and teaching and looking at the different ways that these students are interacting and also recognizing how each student has their own different lived experience that will directly affect their response in class. Right. Their ability to absorb information in the classroom setting.
1: It's all standardized, right? And what about college? What about higher education?
0: Ooh, let's talk about that one. Now, that's
1: what your specialty was in, right? Yes. So, that's still standardized just in different topics, right? Yes. Right? Look, if you're going to become an expert engineer, you go to engineer school, right? Correct. And you get a standardized education.
0: You have a standardized core curriculum.
1: And wherever you go holds certain prestige. Correct. So if you go to Yale, it's like whew, you went to Yale or Harvard or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you go to you know, Central State University, it's, it doesn't hold as much weight.
0: It's depending on the circles that you d- choose to engage with. Yeah. It really, the prestige matters yeah the networks matter again also depending on what you believe in and what you value yeah i left academia very disillusioned (laughs) um so the difference between getting a degree from yale versus central state um my question again is going to be how's your spirit Mm -hmm. are you happy Mm -hmm. what have you learned what are you doing and what is your purpose
1: maybe the biggest wisdom of college is when you live there
0: so that is that was a topic me. of discussion yeah. where the the commuter experience is very different yeah. from those who stay in resident and that privilege also needs to be acknowledged there is a privilege in being able to have the standardized lived in residential experience in college which also develops wisdom in no matter what in my personal opinion also depending on your own awareness and and what you are choosing to gather from that yeah um but learning how to navigate those social scenes are very important and also especially paying attention to the context of your age and your journey where you are in your journey in your youth Youth is an assumption. So so your journey, period.
1: I jumped into broadcasting at a young age, and when I got to college, I got on the radio, and then eventually I had a TV show, and of course I had TV classes, radio classes, etc. That was very wisdom-based. It was very thrown in the fire, you know? Oh, you want to be a broadcaster? Okay, you see that camera over there? Mm-hmm. Go sit in front of it read this you know you want to be a newscaster read the teleprompter you know Mm -hmm. it's like practical like you get thrown into the fire i remember all that stuff i don't remember my regular classes at all but i remember my experiences living in college i remember that i remember sharing a refrigerator (laughs) Right.
0: I remember sharing the a kitchen experience versus the knowledge yeah. you don't remember what your budget was or your groceries were in that fridge but you remember what it was to share a fridge yeah. with other people and have yeah. to engage in their dynamics yeah. yeah you learn respect for other people's stuff you learn respect for your own stuff some people might learn a budget in college some people might not Yeah.
1: yeah I lived in an apartment with five other guys <laughs> and there's a lot to learn there There's a lot to learn, you know, just living with people and, you know, you're trying to go to sleep because you got a test tomorrow and your roommate is knocking boots with the girl next door (laughs) and all you hear is
0: like, (laughs) the squeak,
1: you you know, there's all sorts of things you got to learn, the refrigerator, the kitchen, study habits,
0: right? Scheduling. How
1: not to go to a party when you know you got to get up early the next day. Being responsible for yourself.
0: Prioritization. Time management.
1: Time management.
0: Yeah. Communication. Communication. How do you communicate with that roommate? Yeah. Hey, could you knock boots maybe on the other side of the wall? Yeah. trying <laughs> <laughs> <Can> sleep. <laughs> Versus get out. Go to her room.
1: Yeah. Or right. their room. Right, right. And so, Yeah. That experience is, is of living on campuses, yeah, invaluable. It's great. You lose that if you're commuting, I suppose.
0: And then if you're commuting, you're experiencing a different type of wisdom. What does it mean to develop relationships and build community as someone who is not getting to engage with the "quote unquote" typical or traditional community? What does it mean when you are sleeping in a different spot or you're trying to develop relationships to sleep on someone's couch two nights a week so you don't have to commute as much? And then building relationships in that way as well as logistics. Balancing time. Typically commuters tend to have a different type of family life Are they or home life. Engaging with that and how they are able to complete their studies in a different way. Their experiences are different. The wisdom is different, no less important, just different.
1: Different, yeah.
0: I think there are also it's important to allow space for different types of wisdom, despite same, similar experiences.
1: You just said an interesting word, space.
0: Speaking of space, let's talk about it. Is it real? okay what kind of space are we talking about here (laughs) like outer space are we talking about like the energetic space are we talking about what are we talking about i'm
1: talking about outer space outer yeah i say that because we're right back to knowledge versus wisdom you've never been in space i'm assuming no one in your family has or your friends because it's a rare thing only a few people have been to space.
0: You know what? Look at that assumption. My cousin went to space. <laughs> <laughs> back
1: That's in, a joke. Back in, back in 94.
0: Back in 94.
1: We assume that there's a space, outer space.
0: Because other experts have told us there is this thing called outer space. But none of us can go there. Of.
1: Now, if somebody says the Grand Canyon is fake, you can easily go, uh no mm-hmm. i've seen it or my cousin's seen it or thousands of millions of people have been there that's different i'm just it's an it's an oddball thing to bring up but it comes back to knowledge versus wisdom nobody can walk around and legitimately say that there's an outer space it's strictly knowledge it's strictly data collection and assumption because the government told you that there's not our space and they took some pictures it's like the man on the moon conspiracy right some people say that we went to the moon some people say that we didn't you know the legendary filmmaker stanley Kubrick made a movie called space odyssey 2001 and in that movie, there's a bunch of outer space scenes. And this movie came out before man supposedly went to the moon. <laughs> so, you know, what does logic tell you about that? That We can be manipulated through that box in the corner of your room, that television.
0: Okay, this is reminding me of we taking
1: a left turn this
0: i love it okay so this morning i started the audiobook the knowledge of power Mm -hmm. by don miguel ruiz one thing that kept on coming up was the difference between knowledge and wisdom and experience Mm -hmm. so knowledge wisdom and experience let's throw truth in there the ultimate right so what is truth what what, I'm I'm directly asking you Kevin what is truth
1: absolute truth is like the absolute it's it's the reality the Dharma not everyone has the viewpoint of it
0: do you is there is there one truth you're saying absolute so is there only one
1: well there's different well there's there's different truths for different subjects but there is one overall
0: truth what is the one overall truth?
1: Well, that that's what they call in the Eastern world the Dharma. That's the reality. Which is that pretty... It's hard to d- explain. Okay. Words just don't do it any justice. So it, it's a little hard to describe. Okay. So I'm going to throw the ball back to you there.
0: <laughs> there was a conversation that happened around... Knowledge and all this data and opinions that were collected mm-hmm. versus what is truth. And I've got to say, Domiguel Ruiz actually like shifted my mind a lot because in the four agreements, or one of the other books, because I've been slowly going through the, the whole series, mm-hmm. was talking about how your truth is not my truth. Right. And I don't have to take it personally. Right. Because when I engage in my in my grounded self, I have my truths and my values and some of my beliefs. I can choose if I wanna shift them, mm-hmm. if there is room and space to shift that. Um, and so therefore, when you are telling me your truth, mm-hmm it's just showing me your mirror it mm. is a mirror reflecting the th- the beliefs and values that you have deemed are your truth mm. and so i think it's really interesting when people say that there's this absolute truth mm. when at the end of the day we're all human sure subject to our own experiences and beliefs mm-hmm. and practices
1: sure but that's all outer stuff.
0: Outer, you said?
1: Yeah, that's all outer life type stuff. Personality and ego and experiences. And stuff.
0: Ooh, do you want to go? In? Mm. We can we can go a little deeper in spiritual and start talking <laughs> about spirit and spiritual truth. But,
1: but what I'd like to go is you're talking about Mr. Ruiz. If I recall in The Four Agreements, mm-hmm. he uses the word... Um, domestication. He says yes. humans are domesticated just like animals. Yes. Uh, the term that I usually use is socially engineered. But he uses domesticated, which is even more powerful, I would say. It's a strong word. Mhm. And so Now we're talking, we're right back to the space thing.
0: Right. So your truth is, well, most people have not walked outside, walked in outer space, so they cannot say Mm. that there is an outer space.
1: Yeah. And all I'm saying is, I don't know. I'm just saying I don't know.
0: The I don't know leaves room.
1: That's a Zen thing. It's called beginner's mind. I don't know. I have no idea if there's a space. There's no proof
0: you said the beginner's mind yeah that's ironic that it says the beginner's mind when I feel like it 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 allows a certain wisdom mm-hmm. to be able to say I don't know especially in this society it's an important where statement. that is in some regards the worst thing you can say yeah in academia the worst thing you could say was I don't know right period
1: the, the teacher calls on you right ask you a question you say I don't know it's like you're put you're
0: If you don't know them what do you know
1: right it's like dropping a ball in the end zone it's like sports analogy
0: and the irony is I feel like it is one of the most encompassing eyes opening mind opening response because it allows you to learn it allows you to experience it allows you to not be stuck by the assumptions that you have been taught yeah that other people have told you are the truths, right? Or that other people have told you are our knowledge. It's knowledge. How about our how, data? How about history? What about history?
1: Well, I mean, we've only been documenting for a few hundred years, so it's like you go back and you're like in school and you're learning about Alexander the Great, mm-hmm. and you're learning about like his personality and stuff. This is right back to space. I don't know right how could you know we how could anybody ever know there was no cameras back then like we we can get a good grip on Michael Jackson because he's been documented
0: and let's also acknowledge who documented that we know of whose opinions were valued long enough to have that documentation throughout this time right and then that particular one was the one that was shared yeah history is fascinating because when we're kids it's taught as fact
1: right that's what i'm saying that's versus a piece it's conditioning it's It's it's, yes it's it's domestication domestication it's getting us to a place domestication aka social engineering it's all about creating patterns in people Mm. because the mind is easy to create patterns with you -hmm. know just like mice they do it with mice.
0: Have you read *The Untethered Soul* by Michael Singer? I have not. Ooh, I recommend. Okay, okay. I recommend that one rocked my world. It was, it was, it, it, it helps. It can make you think about the frameworks that we have created, that we have defined as the true our truths in our lives. Mm-hmm and how we create our own frameworks to avoid feeling uncomfortable mm. as well as the structures that society has told us the these are what these are the values that you need to value mm. and how you can choose to free yourself by being untethered you don't need to be held down and and say that this is my foundation and I'm gonna restrict myself by this versus having the free flow of thoughts, having your heart open and having the thoughts pass through and your experiences pass through where you get to take those and you get to decide, am I going to lock this down or, and decide that I'm going to make this a firm fact or am I gonna let these, this knowledge and these experiences shift And let my mind flex and shift. Mm. Allowing for that space. Yeah. So that you can continually shift and grow. Right. Developing some wisdom.
1: Developing some wisdom. Right on. Wisdom is also very practical. Changing a tire in your car is maybe a simple example, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Dad can teach us, and we can look it up on YouTube. And but until the tire goes flat on the highway and you're on the side of the road, now it's go time. AAA,
0: <laughs> and that is what I call roadside assistance. This was not an advertisement for AAA roadside assistance. <laughs>
1: it's it. That's a practical experience that can happen to anybody, and. You know I, I sort of try to live my life by splitting up what's practical and what's not practical. Mm. You know, is this practical for me or is this not practical for me, even with thoughts, you know, if you think something that's not practical, it's just kind of fantasy based or you're going back to when you were twelve years old, and it's like, would eh, come back to the center because it's not practical. It doesn't help me in any way, but thinking mm. about. Oh, I'm on the side of the road and it's kind of cold out. Do I call AAA? Do I change the tire? Do I call mom? What, what do I do? That's practical. We use our brains for that. I mean, that's what we're designed for, right? Solving problems. Hmm. Solving problems. hmm Right? But going back to the patterns, being domesticated, mm-hmm. social engineering, Mm-hmm. And that's what trains our brain to go back into the past or go fantasizing about the future. And a lot of that comes from academia.
0: Between social engineering and social construction, where do we begin? And by we, I don't even just mean this conversation. I mean us as a human and also our time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We can have a whole other podcast on social engineering and uh, social construction. And maybe we will.
1: Look at this one. This one happened what two months after the first one? Yeah, right. Cheers. I told you you'd be back.
0: I knew it. It's <laughs> like I'm definitely going to go on as many of these as possible, and then I'm going I'm sure. to create my own. This is sure. so inspiring. And
1: you're the second. You're the second second comer. Does
0: Ooh, that make sense? Very nice. Very second, nice.
1: You're the second guest to come back for a second
0: time. Who was the first one? Phil. Hey Phil. <laughs> Cheers.
1: So, so we did social media stuff, social media topics. You know, I I think. Knowledge versus wisdom is a very important topic, and I hope some gems have been uh, given to the listeners. I hope we've tried to reprogram you a little bit in a positive way. Cheers to
0: reprogramming. What do you say
1: to the 15, 16-year-old kid that comes to you and says, Yeah, I'm going to get into academia, I'm going to go get my PhD, and I'm going to become a teacher, professor somewhere. What kind of advice do you give this person in just a few paragraphs?
0: Uh, We would need to have a whole conversation because everybody is different. Um, I think the first questions out of my mouth would be, well, what do you want to teach and what do you want to do? And go from there. Um, I think that academia has, has some very, very useful tools, resources, outlets, networks, you learn things in a very particular way and you have an overabundance of data and knowledge that is poured into you in unsustainable means that you get to, you have the option and agency of learning and shifting and seeing what is conducive for you. My advice, no matter what would always be, make sure you have support physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, financial support around you. Engage in community, community build can go where in, you are. You can go
1: in debt over this.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Check out your financial situation and make sure if you do want to go into academia that you ha- get a paid position. Uh, do not do grad school without being paid for it. Mm. Um, it's a trap. And. <laughs> See, but that's the one thing I wouldn't say. It's a trap. <laughs> I wouldn't say turn around. No. I would say it's a trap, and it's very difficult to navigate, right. which is why you need your your resources and your support around you. Make sure you have a good therapist. Yeah. No matter what, make sure you have a good therapist. Or listen to this
1: podcast once a week.
0: <laughs> In addition to listening to this podcast once a week. Okay. Um, and that... Uh, There are other means to learn other than academia. Mm -hmm. There are so many different ways to teach. Um, And make sure that you start building connections as soon as possible in the the areas and fields that you want to have conversations with the people who are in the positions that you want to be in or that you have an interest in. Have conversations with them.
1: And be careful of burnout.
0: Be careful with burnout.
1: Because you're you're gonna be collecting so much data in your brain, data, 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 data. It's just constant.
0: Be aware of the fundamental structures that the institution operates under. Yes, things are ideally shifting, but also there's always pushback and shift takes a lot longer than you hope. Hmm. And so build your community because you will need them. You will need the people who are 3:30 in the morning beside you mm. also wondering how the heck you're going to cram all this information in or finish that research paper together and y'all are in it together. Mm. That connection is the most important thing.
1: Wow. Yeah, I didn't have that.
0: I had pieces. Yeah. And even then, you st- ooh, ooh ooh last bit listen to yourself pay attention to what you are feeling and what you are going through because you are going to need to create sustainable practices, wellness practices in your life that you do every single day, yeah. not just when you, quote, unquote, have time. Mm. You will never have time because there is always something that needs to get done.
1: Even even when you're not doing your work, it's on your mind somehow.
0: right. So learning those time periods where you're saying, I am taking this time to rest and I am not going to be thinking about work right now because this is rest time for me to feel fulfilled and rejuvenate so that I can keep on going and make it through the week and make it to the next day. That's important. It's not, I don't know how I'm going to make it through the next day or make it through the rest of this week. It is, okay, that is my red flag. I'm going to need to take some time. Hmm whether it is an hour or going to bed early or saying, all right, this is going to be late because everything's going to take longer and everything's going to be late. It's okay. Right. It's okay. Okay. It's going to be okay.
1: It's going to be okay. All right, where can people come say hello to you. Of course, the Bridge Healing Arts Center in Farmington. Yes,
0: come say hello at the Bridge. Mm -hmm. We are located in Farmington. You know, I got to do a little plug. So, um, there's some really awesome things that are happening here. Um, As the year is coming to a close, we have some things that we're going to be launching in 2020 that's very exciting.
1: Where can they find you on social media?
0: On social media? Nourishing Nourishing. Habits
1: with Steph. You already know
0: it. Yes. Nourishing Habits with Steph on Instagram or if you feel like shooting an email and you want to have a conversation chat me for some tea uh my email is nourishing with at gmail.com no spaces
1: there it is <laughs> knowledge versus wisdom understand it be aware of it if you're looking for me go to drreese.com that's doctor spelled out and i'll talk to you on the next episode cheers
0: Thanks for listening to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese. If this episode opened your heart, feel free to share on social media and tell your loved ones. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, may peace be with you.